I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call in tonight, 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live tonight, radio stations across the country. TalkStreamLive.com has a list of all the radio stations that they stream on their website. Or you go to Aftermath.fm and listen for free. We're on every night from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific Time. And a reminder that if you can't stay up that late and you want to have the shows at your convenience, just go to aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. You can sign up for a subscription. Uh, we have other shows available, too. We have a library involved here and a video library and all kinds of cool things you can you can play. It's, a, it's, it's like a digital playground, and you subscribe, and you can have access to all of it. We also have documents and other things, other nice little surprises that you can use for your own, own research. So sign up today. Sign up. Go to aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. So every day, the morning news will illustrate the most pressing threats of our time. The growing tribalism of politics, for example, the pandemic and the anxiety associated with it, and the proposed looming ecological collapse because of man-made climate change. We are now part of this lost civilization being stifled by narrowing viewpoints of who we are, why we are doing what we are doing today. And some people see it as an underview effect. And I was reading about this underview effect today. There have been postmodernist authors and philosophers that tell you why we are narrowing our views. And then there are conspiracy theorists that will definitely tell you that history has shown us that as we made deals with various devils in our history, we've all been programmed by propaganda, drugs, coercion. I mean, there are a number of things that are putting us in this in this. Um, mode of consent. The underview effect is defined by technology and the disconnect itself. All of us need a sense of ego, of course, a sense of self marked by a feeling of separateness. You are who you are, you are separate, but then you help others. Take care of you before you take care of others. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. If you're on the plane and the oxygen mask come down, comes down, put it on your face first and help those around you. See, all of us can attend to personal safety and take care of our own needs. Many of us are capable of that. We know what our immune systems can do. That's why a lot of people are angry about mask wearing. That's why a lot of people are freaking out because they're, you know, they're being told that they don't have to. We take care of our own needs. We do things out of appropriateness. But while a healthy level of ego is protective, an unhealthy level rapidly becomes a prison. And, and we get trapped in our heads and disconnected from our bodies, feelings, and senses. And we become unable to empathize with other people in the world around us. Our perspective narrows, and we see fragments of the world and our place in it rather than looking at the whole. Programming with fear is the easiest task for a controller, and manufacturing consent has become a piece of cake for those in the world forum that see the narrow underview as a silver lining to their desires of control. Jim Morrison of The Doors said it best in the song The End when he wrote, Can you picture what will be so limitless and free, desperately in need of some stranger's hand in a desperate land, lost in a Roman wilderness of pain, and all the children 
are insane. All the children are insane. In those words, a poet becomes prophet, as he, along with many postmodern writers like Huxley, believed that mankind would eventually be domesticated like dogs, always looking to the controllers or having the controllers guiding them, looking to them for guidance, and without them, their progeny would eventually go insane. The underview is created by toxicity, war, and drugs. A Roman wilderness of pain is a metaphor to describe situations that one struggles to overcome or a bad experience that has to be dealt with. Jim Morrison was heavily influenced by Friedrich Nietzsche, and he argued that overcoming difficulty and dealing with struggles makes a person a stronger and better person. The Ubermensch, of course, is what was spoken of. Jim Morrison also said of the song that sometimes the pain is too much to examine or even tolerate, and that doesn't make it evil though it doesn't make it necessarily dangerous either, but people fear death even more than pain. And it's strange that they fear death. Life hurts a lot more than death. At the point of death, pain is over. That's what Morrison was saying. Morrison said that he believed that it was strange that people fear death more than pain because life hurts a lot more than death. At the point of death, the pain is over. Now, the technocrats claim that pain, torture, and the fear of death is enough to control people. Over time, it appears that whoever the controllers are, the, the ones who inflict the pain or the torture or the death, they all had good teachers. And in a relative timeline, the masters of mind control have now succeeded in narrowing the narrative to their underview. And those teachers were the Nazi war criminals that our country whitewashed in the 1940s. You know, the other night I was uh, I was making connections to MKUltra and the Star Wars programs based on documents that I have read that have been released because of the ongoing pressure to get lawmakers to come clean on the subject of UFOs. The CIA and the United Kingdom, the... the, the um, the Defense Department there, the Defense Department, the CIA, the Ministry of Defense of the United Kingdom, they've been doing various data dumps on UFO matters. And while most of what has been revealed is redacted with black ink, there are curious documents in the UFO files that talk about connections to MK Ultra, MK Naomi, MK Bluebird, and MK Artichoke. Now, I've been satisfied in believing that the SDI Star Wars program and MK Ultra seem to be part of the UFO secret. Now that we are hearing that the Department of Defense is in the business of physically and mentally enhancing Space Force soldiers, it becomes clear to me that there are darker connections between the CIA, NASA, and mind control techniques. And this goes all the way back to what we did at Paperclip. I mean, it has to begin somewhere. I mean, the research, I believe... What needs to be brought forward needs to be brought forward, and that's why I'm talking about this time, because throughout the Second World War, Nazi Germany maintained a particular technological superiority over its adversaries in the creation of chemical weapons and reaction technology medicine. And then, of course, there was aerodynamics and rocketry. But think about this. They, they, they knew they were, they were superior in chemical weapons. They were superior in reaction technology medicine. And then, of course, aerodynamics and rocketry came later. And as the Allied forces advanced into Germany during the final stages of World War II, the race was on between the United States and the Soviet Union to seize as many German scientists as possible 
in anticipation of the Cold War. And through the efforts of a newly formed and highly secretive government organization, the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency Operation Overcast, later named Paperclip, was launched. It was also called Operation Overcast, in case you didn't know. This Operation Paperclip Overcast, same thing. And their objective was to recruit and smuggle into the United States 1,600 German engineers and scientists, many of whom had worked for the Third Reich and had been leaders of the Nazi regime. Notably, President Truman had publicly forbid, he was forbidding the, the recruitment of anyone who was a member of the Nazi party or was more than a nominal participant in its activities, thus rendering many of the scientists ineligible to come over. So to circumvent this restriction, the files of such recruits were altered by the government, and the only evidence of their Nazi past was in the form of the paperclip that had attached their original files to those that were whitewashed by our government. The space race between the United States and the Soviet Union, we all know, was a remarkable time in history when the world's two superpowers competed bitterly in a series of technological initiatives to demonstrate the superiority in spaceflight. And many of the scientists recruited through Operation Paperclip were instrumental in the United States nuclear and space programs, of whom probably the most infamous with ties to the Nazi war machine was Werner von Braun, the aeronautics engineer behind one of Germany's potentially most effective weapons, the V-2 rocket, or the Vril rocket, Vril, Vril 1, Vril 2. And what is Vril? Vril, of course, was this alien race that uh, the Vrilia were contacting in Vienna during World War II. Von Braun became an integral part of the United States weapons and space programs, eventually becoming the director of NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center. And he became the chief architect behind the Saturn V launch rocket, responsible for sending astronauts to the moon. Also contributing to the United States space dominance was German physiologist Herbertus Strughold. And he was hailed as the father of modern space medicine. And he designed NASA's onborn life support systems. Now, Designing these life support systems is interesting because he gained a lot of his knowledge by conducting experiments on prisoners in concentration camps where they were placed in low-pressure chambers and frozen, often dying in the process. That was his legacy. Someone we brought over with Overcast, Paperclip. Of course, the connections continue, and we'll continue talking about these connections between NASA, CIA, MK Ultra, MK Artichoke, Bluebird. We'll talk about them all tonight on Ground Zero. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.